you know that I've been waiting for many, many years to get an invitation from this church. I'm a member of the Hilo Church uh, for 17 years. And I honestly, uh, when I was in the mainland, I member of the Spanish church. I never speak in an English church until I came to Hilo. So always speak in all Spanish churches. I hope in the Spanish church in uh, Kona many, many times. And uh, um, it's been a blessing for me to be able to speak in an English church. Um, right now, because it's the first time, I'm looking at faces, and I, you know that I'm going to see if you're really putting attention or you're putting asleep. So I'm going to make it short. Uh, you know, being the first time here, you don't know what you're expecting. I don't know. I've been in other churches here in the island. I've been speaking in different churches, uh, except on this one. And I know other churches, how the members are. They like a real kind of sermon they like to hear. So on this time, you know, that's what I said. They asked me if I wanted to use the other microphone. I said, no, I'm going to stay in this pulpit because I'm not a person that likes to stay like this. I'm a person that likes to move around. And if I have to raise hands, I raise hands. If I have to say amen, I say amen. But for being here the first time, I'm going to have to stick right here. See what we expect in here. But my brothers and sisters, uh, let me just share what a testimony. You know, what a testimony. It's a powerful one. I just want to say, let me introduce a little bit. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. You already know because the way I speak, the way my English, I'm from Mexico. I'm uh, born in uh, Sonora, right across from Arizona. We live in Arizona and then California and then we move to Hawaii. I have two Beautiful children, beautiful wife, married for uh, almost 41 years. I met when I was 15, when married when I was 17. We were married for 41 years. We got two kids, my son Fernando. He's the elder at the Hilo Church, and uh, he's 44 years old, and my daughter is 28. Both in the church, and I praise God for that. Praise God for that. I didn't, I wasn't a Seventh-day Adventist when born. I was a Catholic. Beautiful mom that I have. The last three weeks has been very hard for me because she's been sick. She just got a stroke a couple, three weeks ago. And it's been very hard for me because that's a mom that I love so much. My father passed away when I was 15, and my mom dedicated her life to raise a kid. We, I got six brothers and four sisters. And she didn't remarry, she didn't everything. She didn't say, you know, I'm going to raise my kid. So I got so close to her because I know she lost my dad and she needs a man to really comfort her and, uh, and be with her. So I think probably in the middle, I'm in, this in the middle of the adult pen, and I really, really got really close to her. So uh, uh, I want to say please pray for her. She's going, she just uh, got out of the hospital yesterday, but she's not doing too good. She cannot walk anymore, so I don't know. You know, sometimes I'm thinking about what's going to happen if something happened to mom and how I'm going to react, you know. So keep it on your prayers. I want to thank you, Brother Leroy, for the invitation. It's really from here. I want to really thank you for inviting me. I'm going to 
The reason you're probably looking at that, I speak this, this topic, and I think this family that was here, they're probably going to hear it for the second time. I speak this, uh, this topic in the Kona Church about a few weeks ago or a month ago. And you probably wonder, what is the closet, the living room, and the church? Why these three things? What, where he's going to take us? Well, let me tell you why I, I, I choose. I think God gave me this uh, topic. I was in the Sierra Spanish Church in Riverside, or less, you know, real close to the university. Last year, I went there, and my wife and I, we uh, went to, you know, we decided to go to visit the church. And when I, when I was there in the church, that was a new pastor. A week early, he make, he'd make an announcement to all the members of the church. He said, you know what? Can you write, write in a piece of paper? And he passed a piece of paper. Can you write? And he was mentioned to all the members of the Sabbath day. Can you write your names, all your children, so your sons or your daughters, or maybe your spouse or your husband or your wife, that they're they not here in the church? That they used to be in the church, but they're not here anymore. Can you write your names? And then bring me those names next Sabbath because we're going to pray for them. So the day, the Sabbath that I was there, that's the day that all these members brought these names back to them. And during his sermon, when I was there, I was sitting and out. And he put his name, a list of names. I'm not kidding you, but that was about this thick from the members. He put one that he got his attention. That was a grandma. The 25 members of her family wasn't attending the church. They used to be there, but not anymore. 25. That was their son. That was their daughter. That was their granddaughter. 25. That list was over 500 names that they used to be in the church. And they're not anymore. When I was listening, and I was, you know, listening to the pastor, Break my heart when I see why. What's happening to our churches? What's happening? What are we missing? You know, I've been a Seventh-day Adventist for 30 years. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give you good news, but since 30 years I see membership going like this. Sometimes we go numbers, but the spiritual is going like this. When we should be, is now we close to the second coming? How the spiritual life should be? Going up, not down. If you really believe that the Lord is coming, you should be so close to God, not down. So when I was there, I was thinking, one day I'm going to have the opportunity, Lord, you know, what is I hearing this thing? Give me something. Tell me why it's happening in our churches. But that's why I came to this, and the Lord told me, well, he gave me some verses, and you're going to find in Matthew 6, 6. What does it say there? When you pray, go where? To your closet. Close the door and pray with God in secret. So I came to the, to the point, and I said, well, one of the reasons that I think this happened for this client, we're not praying enough. We're not spending enough time with Jesus. In a daily basis. 
We need to dedicate time to be in the closet during the day. They don't have to be in the morning. Any time during the day, you need to spend time with Jesus in the closet. At, at, you know, they can be in the morning, they can be during their lunch hour, they can be before dinner. But the key is they have to start with you. It's a, it's a communication between you and God that's the most important thing. If you don't have that communication, nothing is going to go right in your spiritual, spiritual life. They have to start with you. If you don't have that kind of communication, just all these fingers start pointing to a different direction. They start blaming everybody because, I, well, I'm not growing because of this. No, no, you're not growing because you don't spend enough time in the closet with Jesus. He is the answer. That's the reason. That's the reason we see these empty places here. Because we're not spending enough time with Jesus. So slowly you're going to be going out. But if you spend time with Jesus, slowly you want to come in. The key is spending time with Jesus. And I know this work. I know this work. I'm going to tell you my own personal experience. I work, I live in Kona. I'm a member of the Hilo Church. And I work in Hilo. I drive every day from Kona to Hilo, an hour and a half. And I was sitting one day, you know, driving, and I said, wow, I'm spending an hour and a half driving. But what is the most important? Well, an hour and a half, I should have spent with my Jesus. That can be my time to spend with him in the closet for an hour and a half. So I started praying. I don't turn the radio anymore. I started looking for Christian music and put it on and uh, sermons for an hour and a half. And I was listening, and I started here talking to Jesus. That was my hour and a half talking to Jesus. I, the days passed by, and I can tell you, my brother and sister, I was by myself, and I can almost feel that Jesus is sitting next to me. I turn around and talk, how you like? How you like the sermon, Jesus? And I can, I can almost see Jesus say, no, yes, it's good. That was how close we started getting for an hour and a half, talking to Jesus. Why am I going to use rock and listen to other music? Spend time with Jesus, with him for an hour and a half. That's my time with him in the closet. And let me tell you, I feel closer to Jesus because of the time that I spend with him. You want to you wanna have a, a, a good relationship with Jesus? Spend time with him. Doesn't matter what time of the day. Sit outside to spend time with Jesus. Jesus gave us the example. He did it every night, and he go by himself, went to spend time with his father. You and I were getting ready to spend time with Jesus and live with Jesus for eternity. If you don't know Jesus here, you're not going to be spending time with him. You need to know Jesus here. You need to fall in love with Jesus here. If you don't fall in love with Jesus here, you're not going to go to heaven with him. It's like when you get married, you need to know the person that you're going to get married because you're making a commitment for life. That's why there's a lot of divorce because they didn't spend time in the beginning. That's why people leave the churches because they are not connecting with Jesus. You need to spend time in the closet. 
alone with Jesus. You know, some people, they're afraid to spend time with Jesus alone. You know why? Because when you start spending time with Jesus alone, he's going to tell you what the areas in your life you need to change. And sometimes you don't want to. You hide in some things, but you cannot hide them from Jesus. You may be hiding from your spouse. You may hide them from your, your wife. You may hide them from your co-worker. From you. But when you spend time with Jesus, he tells you, there's one thing you need to correct in your life. And people don't want to hear that. So that's why we spend that time with Jesus. It's a few seconds, and that's it. But when you spend time with Jesus, they can be go for an hour, two hours, and it's like nothing. You need to spend time, and he's going to help you to correct. Because he's not going to take you to heaven like that, so he wants to take all these things. They, they're stopping you to, to go to heaven. You want to be with me? You got to correct some of these things. But spending time with Jesus in the closet, he's going to tell you. Try it. Guarantee it's going to work. Now, what is the second? Why the living room? Where is the living room in your house, in the center of your house? That's the place that you make it really nice. Why the living room? If you spend time with Jesus on a daily basis, and if you marry and you have kids, you need to spend time with your family in the living room at least once a week talking about what God has done in your life they, you know, on a daily basis. How are you going to come to the living room not to go with your family and watch videos or you reading the papers and your kids playing around. No, you got to set a time in the living room with your family. It's not very important to spend time with family. Why do you think a lot of kids are not here? Where is their kid? Because if you spend time with him in, in, in the closet, the first thing you want to try to do is try to bring the message to your family. You want your kids to fall in love with that person that you in love with Jesus. And what is the most perfect place to do it is in the living room. You know our living, you know where my family, what is the living room? It's on Friday nights. When we came to Hawaii. But before that, when I was in the mainland, one time, you know, I was an elder in the Spanish church. I gave Bible studies. People came, you know, to church because of the Bible studies. I was spending a lot of time in the church. I was there on a Wednesday evenings, a Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, every service. I give Bible studies all the time, but I forgot about my family. I was doing God's work. I was thinking that I was doing real good, and I thought that my wife, you know, was happy because I was doing all these things. But one, one Friday evening before we, you know, before the Sabbath, you know, we always, we always worship, you know, we always receive the Sabbath in our homes and then we eat dinner. One day, Something came to my mind when we have our family together. That was my son and my daughter. They're still small. It came to my mind and I said, you know what? I got to do something different today. I pick up some white papers like this. And I give one to my son, one to my daughter, and one to my, and two or three to my wife. Because I know she's going to have a lot of things to say. And I say, can you write here things that you don't like about me? 
and I'm going to write things that I don't like about you. You know, so that's the opportunity. When I, you know, I already know what my sons and my daughter is going to say and my wife. My wife is going to, I already know. I don't even have to receive their papers because in my mind I know what they're going to say. You know, my honey, you're a good husband. You know, you're a spiritual man. You do all these things. You know, you Bible study. That's what I thought they're going to write. And I know my son. What my son is going to say, Dad, you're a good dad. You're a provider. You do all these things, you know. And my daughter, well, she's my baby. She's probably going to say, Dad, I love you and all these things. all these things that I have in mind that that's what they're going to say. But I know what I'm going to say about them. Son, you need to correct here. Daddy needs to correct here. And my wife, you got a lot of areas that you need to correct. So I write all these things. When I receive those papers back, that cannot be what they're writing about me. I'm not that person. I think they can make a, a mistake. When I was reading these papers, and when I read about my daughter and my son and my wife, you know, and I'm not going to say all the things that my wife wrote in the paper, but I'm going to tell you one thing. Three wrote almost something identical. Daddy, you're doing all these things, but how about us? You go Bible studies, you do all these things, you spend all this time in church, but how about us? Where is the time for us? Are we not too important to you? You can be doing good things and you still realize that you're hurting somebody else. Now I have these papers. Now I have to make a decision what I'm going to do with this. And that decision was this. I cannot be unbalanced and once I have to be balanced. So what we did with this, Monday, I break the whole week so everybody's been covering our family. Monday, that was my wife and I, that was our day. We make a deal with my kids, say, son, can you take care of your sister? This for two hours, this is gonna be time for your mom and I. Whatever she wants to do, we do. We go for a walk, we go to buy an ice cream or whatever, that's her time. So every Monday at 6 to 8, honey, where you want? Sometimes we just go to the beach and walk and talk. Our talk that was about our kids, but we, that was her time. I was listening. I didn't say much here. I was listening. So that was her time. Tuesday, that was my daughter. That was we call kids day. That was her. Why you want to do that for two, day, for two hours? Sometimes she said, hey, yes, I just want to walk with you. I just going to go to the beach or I just going to go to the mall. Whatever. I, can I go to my friend, whatever, that's your time. Wednesday, that was our family to go to church together. Thursday, that was my son. What are you going to do, son? Well, can we go to a game or can we play basketball? Can, that was his time for two hours. Friday, that was our family. That's some time. The time that we correct things. Friday, that was the time. And let me tell you what happened when we came to Hilo. I always believe that Friday, that was a family thing to get together. What is the best time to eat dinner together and correct anything before the Sabbath comes in? Sometimes we hurt our kids. Even we may say something bad to our wife. What is not the best time right there before we receive the Sabbath? 
One time, uh, it was on a Friday in Hilong. I sent my son to the company to buy a new tires for my truck, for one of the trucks in the company. But I didn't give him all that instruction. I said, go and bu you know, buy some new tires and put it in this truck. Well, I was thinking something else, and he was thinking something else. So he went and he bought brand new tires. When he came and I said, you put the wrong tires. We need a hilo, we need mud tires, because we're going to go in the dirt. This is, this is road tires. And I, for some reason, I got raised my voice. And uh, uh, I, I know I heard him, but one thing about my son, he never get upset. He's this is Sunday. He never, I never see him upset. He was a happy person. And if he, he never say anything back to me, he always just don't say nothing. You're quiet. That weekend, he was planned to go to uh, uh, camping to Spencer Park. Friday after work, he's supposed to go there. And he asked me for my truck. He said, Dad, can I borrow your truck? That way I can take on my camping gears because he's got a little Suzuki, so car that they don't fit a lot of things. And I said, yes. But after I got upset with him for this little thing that doesn't make sense, because that was my fault, I never gave him the right instruction. When we went home, he was like, uh, you know, we went together home. I'm, you know, it's a Friday. I drive him in the house, and I, I went to my home, and I said, with my wife, right away, he see how my face was, what happened. But I just got upset with Fernie, and didn't look at this thing, he did this, and my wife just got quiet. And I said, well, he's gonna come to pick up the truck, so here's the keys, you know, and if he come, give him the keys. He never came. He never came for the truck. So I, you know, we went to his house and he was gone. In his little Suzuki, he parked everything. He put it, packed everything inside. That was Friday evening. My wife and I, we went and we sing some songs and we praying and, and but this is bothering me something inside. How can I do these things and I know I got, I'm, I'm not in peace with my son. And you know, the Holy Spirit kept talking to me. That was 10 o'clock, and, uh, and finally I told my wife, you know, I, I cannot feel right here. Why don't we go to Spencer, and uh, I got to talk to my son. So my wife was happy. So we just got some stuff put in the truck, and we went. He was already with his tent camping, and soon that I got, he said, hey, Dad. And, uh, and I said, I need to talk. I went over there, and I just apologized for what I did. I said, I'm sorry, son. I didn't mean to, you know, I don't, you didn't deserve this. And we, we cried together. And that was the most wonderful weekend we spent together there. Because you learned this in the closet. How many of us, we do hurt our sons or daughters, and, and we still go on a Friday evening and like nothing happened, and we come to church like nothing happened. We got to take care of those things before we Come to the church. You only learn those things in the, in the living room. Make some times in the living room with your family. Take care of things. You may hurt your wife, but at least give her the opportunity. One day a week for her to tell you how she feels. And you can only do that in the living room. If you take care of on a daily basis, in the cluster with the Lord, and then in the living room, why the church? You know why the only reason you come to church? 
is to do exactly what this brother did. We only come, all the families coming together in the, in the church just to praise and thank God for what he did during the week for me and my family. There should be no room, no time to start saying, oh, you know, I don't like this, you know, I don't like this, you know, I don't like these plans, take these plans away. I don't like the sermon. There should be no time. There should be only time to come in the churches to praise God for what he did for you during the week. There's no time to criticize or no time to point fingers. They only happen like that because we don't spend time in the classes and don't spend time in the living room. So we're trying to correct everything in the church and that's the wrong place to do it. Because everything is dark with you. And if you come here trying to correct everybody, you need to go in the closet and ask God to correct you first. We need to spend time in the closet. The church is only a place to thank God and praise the Lord for what he done in your own personal life and with your own family. That's the only room People thinking that coming on the Sabbath and, and, and with a message is going to cover all these things, it's not. It's the time with the Lord is what is going to make you closer to him. That's the only time. And when you spend time in the family, because God is helping you to correct this temper that you have, so when you come to the living room, you're going to be treating your family differently. Because that's the time with Jesus, not the church. The church is only a place to get all the families together, to learn to live together, to learn, you know, to get content together, because that's how we're going to be spending the time, eternity we got as a family. And you want to do that? You want to start spending time? When is the time in the closet? You have to make that decision. When is the time with the living room? You have to make that decision. They can be any day of the week, but just make a day for your own family. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much. For give us the opportunity to be here together. And I ask you, Lord, to help us to spend more time with you on a daily basis. We love you, and we want to learn more about you. And if for some reason, Lord, we're not doing this, don't send you, Holy Spirit, to put in our mind that we need to go with you in a daily basis. We ask you this in the most precious name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Can we open our hypnos on uh, number 327?